Hey Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she has a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. I'm Derek Sassman. I got Doug with me. Thank you for listening to another episode of our show. And today, it is the end of the year, and we are kind of going back through all of 2016, Doug. And the worst part about this show is we're starting on a sad note with the news that just came out earlier today. Yeah, 2016's been really rough on celebrities. We've lost a lot, and um, Carrie Fisher passed away and that was the big news today the day we're recording um so it's a big blow for the star wars community it is she's a amazing uh outside of her filmmaking skills great writer producer uh very much an advocate for a lot of uh people and just you know we we definitely admired her and uh you know we may she you know rest in peace and of course the force be with her and all the fans that are going to be missing out yeah, it, it, you know, there's a lot of people that will miss her in future endeavors and her uh, creativity that she brings to projects, um, not just on screen, like you're saying. She's a very good writer and did a lot of other things. So people mainly just remember what um, actors do on screen, but a lot of things in the production side that go unnoticed that have a big impact on what you see on screen. Yeah, well... Here's already to 2017 being a lot better. How about no more celebrities mm-hmm. passing away? Let's um, uh, let's move on a little bit to uh, 2016. We we definitely want to start yeah, the show. The with big that. stories. Yeah, the you know let's let's add some good things with uh, what Disney has done this this past year in our year in review. But of course, anything on Carrie Fisher, we've posted on it. So if you want to share your thoughts, feelings, it's on our Facebook and Twitter feed. So. Uh, but let's go on because I think uh, one of the biggest news this year was the Purple Magic Band coming out. Yeah, I know you're excited about it. You know, it's one of those things that you're going through all the news of 2016 that's Disney related, and you know, there's a lot of things that can happen every year. Like a character meet and greet opens, a character meet and greet closes. Somebody gets moved around. Now you're meeting Mickey in this outfit, not that outfit. You know, that happens every year. Um, so. Some Disney news that doesn't happen every year, Purple Magic Bands. Um, there was only pink for so long, and my daughters were upset with this. And they added purple, and that made lots of lots of little girls very happy. I And you know what's funny is I, I didn't even notice it at first. I just picked my, my bands because we seem we're big Husker fans, so we always go right to the red, so we missed the purple, but... Uh... We'll have to go back in and look at getting uh, maybe a couple purple magic bands. Yeah, mix it up. Um, if you're saying multiple resorts, you got to pick ones to match different outfits. So you get your red from one resort, you get your your favorite color for the next. Now that purple's added, it, there's more choices. So 
Um, well, I always thought it was amazing. I thought they would have more colors. Like the first time I picked them, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I was like, wow, I feel like there's not as many as there should be. That's because they were one short this whole time, Derek. Oh, I still one think they, they can add a few more, that's for sure. And never get gray. Yeah. I learned that from you in a previous show. That's right. Don't be a gray bander. So. All right, well, moving on with 2016, that was... Yep, that was the biggest news of 2016. You know, they, they added the Purple <laughs> Magic Bag. The end! Podcast trip. over! No, Purple Disney Magic. has done oh. plenty of other things. Uh, one of the... Um, one, thing that they, one thing that did happen this year um, was Disney closed for a day. Uh, something that's only happened three times, and that's because Hurricane Matthew came in and uh, kind of messed up with some, some of the props and some of the stuff around there. But yeah, they, they shut down the park. Yeah, and Disney wasn't necessarily planning on closing down when they did. The county issued uh, a curfew, so they had to close. So the resorts weren't really prepared for everybody coming back right then. Um, but Disney was great at dealing with people that had canceled travel plans because they could not make it or needed a change at the last minute because they decided it wasn't worth the hassle and the stress of wondering whether they're going to make it or not. Um, so Disney worked with people on their reservations very well. Now, if you're there and the park closes, there's only so much Disney can do for you as they're trying to get, you know, twenty to 30,000 people from the Magic Kingdom back to resorts all at once. So it was a bit chaotic at time. Um, following along on Twitter with people posting pictures, you know, it was a touch entertaining and sad and scary all at once. But knowing what happened with the storm, it basically missed Orlando, um, it really wasn't too bad. It rained really hard. They did get lots of rain, but they had to close because of the curfew. And, uh, yeah, it doesn't happen very often. So that was a big news item, Hurricane It was. Out. You know what I love? I, I, with you, followed some of the news articles on social media. Uh, but you're right. The resorts were not ready to handle that many people going back to their hotel rooms. And I know... Uh, a lot of people posted pictures of the food and some things. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it, stuff that was out of their control, really. And I know Disney yeah. made up with vouchers and stuff, but uh, yeah, you only have so much food. They're expecting yep. so many people to eat in the parks that the resorts can't handle that many people. Um, but yeah, pretty crazy day. I'm glad that the weather hasn't affected me when we've gone on our trips. Maybe you get a little brisk, but something always to think about. We were there when Hurricane Sandy went past and uh, went up and hit the northeast, the east coast up there. And uh, so one thing you forget about with those hurricanes, you think about all the people that can't get to their vacation and they're canceling. Well, just for every person that can't get there, there's somebody that's stuck there. So you also have people that we're supposed to check out that are there for two or three more days because the airlines get all backed up and all that travel gets delayed. So that's another headache. Disney did a really good job of dealing with that, at least from um, my wife's perspective on the travel agent side. But, uh, yeah, like you said, they, they closed before dinner, and everybody had to go eat back at the resort. And, you know, Poca or Pinocchio's feeds a lot of people, and those people weren't eating there that night. Yep. Yeah, so, uh, but live and learn kind of thing. Mother Nature, you can't. Can't predict her all the time, so they they definitely no. probably they'll probably work on some things for 2017. I'm sure uh, during the hurricane season now that they've had to go through this. But uh, another thing that uh, you know we can say we lost in 2016 or what we're gaining, but that is in the studios. Um, 
some rides went down, some walls went up. And uh, 2016 yeah. was a big year for the studios. Uh, they started construction on a lot of projects. Yep. The big announcements were in 2015 for the studios. So Star Wars Experience, Toy Story Land announced. Nothing really happened until 16, right after the Christmas season. I mean, walls shut up everywhere. Attractions closed. You know, there's rumors swirling about where things were going to go, what was going to close. It was a pretty fascinating time to be following along on Twitter where there's a new wall here today. Oh, now this is closed and this attraction's gone. But lost Backlot Express, Lights Motor Action, the Premier Theater, um, just a lot, whole chunk of the park. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids Playground, um, the Studio Catering Company. So it's a big chunk, all closed. And uh, lots of walls at the studios, and there will be for the foreseeable future. Yep, but maybe in our 2025 podcast, <laughs> we'll have the best of, and it'll be like, the studios oh. is finally done, and, and we can yeah. celebrate then uh, Star Wars and everything that will be there. Gosh, so, I, uh, 2016. I'm hoping 2018. Let's hope 2018. Oh, but at least by the 50th year. That's at least. So, uh, you know, it's, yeah, a lot of walls going up on the studios, and you're right, a lot of big news, a lot of great pictures all over social media, love following it along. Now, in 2017, we're going to get the pictures online of, oh, I think I see the dish of the Millennium Falcon going in, or, you know, all the other rumors of people who are now using, uh, oh, wait, selfie sticks are banned, uh, you putting people on their shoulders to take pictures over the walls. Every now and then you get to see some good aerial shots from a helicopter. Um, just last week, there was some floating around online. And you can see they've already poured some foundations in Toy Story Land. Um, they have one building for the Slinky Dog Coaster pretty much done. Like the maintenance shop for that or the trains will be stored. All, uh, all vertical, closed in. So they're making progress. Um, looking at those, I'd say Toy Story Land is going to open well before Star Wars. Like they're gonna try to get that open and then I think I think Nintendo Land at Universal is gonna open before Star Wars. I mean it, they're taking their sweet time with this Star Wars experience. So like I said, the twenty twenty five podcast. Yeah. Uh, I hope not. All right. Well lots of walls. Lo- lots of things that went on in twenty sixteen with Disney. Uh, another one that you did get to experience is the Disney Cruise Line made some changes they had. They started the Star Wars Day at Sea. They also announced the Marvel Day at Sea, and um, two new ships will be coming out. Yeah, so, so a big year, big year for Cruise twenty line. for the Disney Cruise Line. Yeah, Star Wars Day at Sea. I think it was a big deal. They bumped the price up for those cruises for them, so that's what they're looking for. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and they added it to. They doubled the amount of Star Wars cruises for twenty. 17 so it must have went over well they've made some pretty good changes some of the stuff that we wrote down on the old comment card um have been changed for 2017 that, so that was the good power to see. that you got the rope drop queen um, has yeah it was they knew it was my comment card oh no i was giving it some shell but no you oh jeez. all right yeah that's probably more true um she wrote it all because if it was mine it would have been illegible um yeah, it was good, and they made a few changes. They didn't overpromise. We were kind of overpromised, and they kept scaling it back. The, the every 
every announcement you heard or think communication you got from them had less and less in it. Where now it looks like it will match what actually happens. And Marvel Day at Sea looks like it's going to kind of be a mirror image of Star Wars, just mm-hmm. Marvel. Um, a lot of another big thing. with the characters and yeah, and the other big news is the Wonder finally got its refurbishment, so it's up to speed. It's uh, got all the new amenities that the Magic has and similar. They had Tiana's restaurant and lots of neat stuff to the kids' club. Um, so the Wonder is now not the old, outdated ship. It is the newly refurbished ship. Um, and the reason they were able to do that is because the Panama Canal expansion was finally finished. Uh, they added what's called a ducktail onto the back of the ship to add more buoyancy for all the stuff that they added to the ship. And with the ducktail, it couldn't fit through the existing Panama Canal, but the new and improved Panama Canal can fit bigger ships. There so that's why they had to wait to do that refurb. A lot of people wondered, like, why did they do the magic and then wait three, four years to do the wonder? Three years, I think. And uh, that's why, because they were waiting on the Panama Canal to get finished. And that looked like a great refurb. Well, we'll get to experience the wonder in August. So we'll get to check that out. The other big one, the two new ships, which will be bigger than the Dream and Fantasy by a little bit. They come out in 2021 and 2023. The big question, the biggest question for me is what will they be named? Any guesses, Derek? What do you want to put your money on if you're a betting man? Oh, wow. You, uh, you definitely the... threw me off topic. You know, I'll, go, gonna be, I'll go first. It's going to be one first. word, you know, Disney, yeah, magic, um, dream. So I think the Disney imagination should Oh, that's be a one. good one. That's, that's one that I like. And then, of, cro- of course, Rope Drop Radio would be the other ship. That'd be a good one. That would be a good one, but I don't. I don't. Let's see don't how much see it costs either. to sponsor a ship. Ooh, I don't think it's in our budget, Terry. No, I think it might be but, just a little out of reach. I'm gonna have to think about that one and get back. You to think you. about just tangent later. Back to that, but I think the imagination and the uh, um, horizon um, would be good. And then you could all the Epcot people would be happy. You naming it after two pavilions. That's my thought. That's good. It's uh, the imagination. Right. I like it. That's a good one. Um, I know they're you know really trying to compete with Royal Caribbean, launching a couple mm-hmm. really big ships, and so it's going to be really, it's really awesome to see that kind of uh, competition building. So the people that are winning are are you and me and the people who like to do cruises. Yeah. So this is great. I'm, I was happy when Disney announced two new bigger uh, ships, and um, yeah, I, I just think they're trying to uh, take some of those people back and it'll be it'll be great i'm excited to try them out um i would love to be in both those years the inaugural float not the very first voyage but you know six months six months six months yeah there we go we'll do a rope drop the crew get their feet under them yep i never buy the first tech thing i always have to wait about six months so um I'll, i'll do the same for the cruise but yeah, Disney Disney Cruise Line, good 2016 with a lot of good years to yeah. come. I feel like they have really hit a stride, and and I'm excited to go on uh, my first Disney cruise here in a what is that like a month and a half? Wow, that's it's coming it's up coming quick. up there. So <clears throat> we'll, we'll have to mention that at the end about our resolution. Yep, it's, we will. We will. We're at the very end. We're going to talk about 2017 a little bit. Uh, so stay with us because we got a few more things we want to cover. Disney Springs had a couple new additions. I mean, Disney Springs alone has expanded quite a <laughs> yeah. bit. 
um, in the last couple years. Uh, but it's finally it's finally coming to I won't say an end, but the, the you, it's the light yeah, at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, you know I think it's big enough now that it will never be at an end. There'll always be shops and stores and restaurants kind of coming and going just based off volume. But the big additions they're there, they're open. Uh, restaurant wise, you got the boathouse, um, homecoming, Morimoto's. Um, counter service got added some counter service, which was really needed with Blaze and Deluxe Burgers and a few others. Um, the Coca Cola building was really cool too. So, really, really redone, re- refurbished new parking garages came in 2016. Um, just the whole place is different. Um, before we went and visited recently, I had trouble calling it the Springs or Disney Springs. I was always like downtown. I mean, the Springs. I said that all the time. Now that I've been there, it's not downtown Disney anymore. It is Disney Springs. It's vastly different to where it. You feel like you're every now and then like, oh yeah, this is the old section, mm-hmm. but that's it. it. It's totally redone. And the other neat thing they added. Was that drone show, Derek? Yep, yeah, and you got to witness that right off the bat, and it and it looks awesome. I, I saw your video. I've seen some things online, uh, and you know what's great is anyone can see this. Yeah, and you don't have to pay for park admission, mm-hmm. um, and you can still go watch an evening entertainment with that drone show. And it will be interesting to see if they add something nightly at the Springs with drones, or if they're going to you know take what they've learned from this show. Because it runs over. It was a holiday-based thing. Oh, it's probably going on for another week here. But uh, and apply it to the parks. So it'll be interesting to see where it pops up next. Well, another thing Disney Springs did is they're starting to do character meet and greets uh, without park admission. And mm-hmm. I think that's just Some really processes. cool. Doing And it just, you know, maybe people who really can't afford the parks can at least go down to Disney Springs, see a show, meet and greet one of the characters, uh, get to experience maybe one of those quick service meals, and and you know it's that to them will be a, a Disney experience. Yeah, and uh, that character meet and greet that's kind of a, that's a pretty big deal. I think putting that outside the walls of the park, mm-hmm. no mission. So we'll see if that continues into 2017. But so far, it seems like it's a good idea. I think it's a great idea, especially for those who. I don't know, maybe they have really young kids and just want to try it out, but uh, or, or like I said, can't afford it. My question for 2017, we'll get into this in a second, are they ever going to get rid of Disney Quest? I don't know. They said they were going to, and then they didn't. Yep. That was and then they said they were going to, and then they didn't. It's no longer an AP pass perk, because when they were going to get rid of it, they got rid of it off the AP. Now, I, I just, I don't get it. So, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that in 2017. Moving on, though, uh, we were talking about the uh, the drone show. So there's been a lot of great uh, evening entertainment, not just in the Disney Springs, but all over the parks. Um, you know what? Let's start. I want to start somewhere fun because uh, we joke around about it. The big one has been Animal Kingdom this year, 2016. Big year for Animal Kingdom with the rivers of... Oh, wait. Still not going. Light. I'm just shaking my head. I know. I, I know. know. So they threw that Jungle Book thing out there because they essentially said, hey, rivers of light's coming. 
We have this theater. It's ready. Get your fast pass. Oh, wait. It's not. Let's do Jungle Book Alive, which is people singing on floats. Because we released a Jungle Book movie. So that makes sense, right? And then that was people waited for hours. And they're like, uh, that's just people singing on floats. And so that wasn't very long-lasting. The theater's just been sitting empty. We built huge, I mean, huge amphitheater. And haven't done anything with it. I just hope we get to see it next year. Sometime. You know, I keep hearing, I keep hearing rumors that they're doing these test runs. Uh, I know we're not banking on it for our trip in a couple months. But uh, 2016 was supposed to be the year that Animal Kingdom finally goes big on the nighttime. And they mm-hmm. kind of swing and a miss. Yeah, they, swing and a miss is the best way to describe it. They, they light up the tree. There's your nighttime entertainment. Look at that. There's lights on a tree. Enjoy. And they did the uh, nighttime safari, which some people really liked. Other people thought, like, mm, it's a safari that I can almost see. Yeah, so very mixed reviews. mixed reviews on that. So a lot of swinging and missing at the Animal Kingdom. Uh, hopefully they get their act together over there because right now it's kind of a morning park for us until they can get that figured out. Yep, but, we're uh, only planning on doing a half day there. Um, we were hoping to do the full day, but uh, maybe in maybe 20, 2018 when we go back to Animal maybe. Kingdom, I'm sure. You know, I have an AP that expires <clears throat> in December, so uh, they better get it done before December of 2017. That's all I have to say. All right, so, well. What about some other good entertainment that happened at night? So, well, good. Uh, The entertainment also took a hit at Magic Kingdom. While we're on the negative here, let's just stay there. Oh, I wanted to go, okay. We're going to go negative, negative, then positive. You were going positive? I was going negative, negative, positive. So, um, they got rid of Main Street Electrical Parade. Was it my favorite parade? No. Was it a parade that hundreds of people lined up for an hour to watch? Yeah. I mean, it was popular. Um people watched it they got rid of it you think you'd replace it with something else that lights up at night and goes down the street but they did not they just don't have a night parade they just took it away and they kind of did the same thing at disneyland they got rid of paint the night which was the most amazing parade i've ever seen in my life and i'm not a parade person so for me to like a parade that's saying something so when they got rid of paint the night out in california and then they announced that main street electrical parades going away my brain automatically said oh Paint the Knights coming to the Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm, made sense. It, it did not. It did not at all. I don't know where it is. It's in Mothballs? I don't know. Maybe they're just tired of people loving a parade, so they got rid of it. That's well, I, I'm the sure they have giant of. facilities that have millions of old floats throughout the years just sitting in there waiting to be refurbished or, you know, no, melted down for scrap metal. Something. Um, changed into a dark ride at some point. I don't know what they're doing with Paint in the Night and where Main Street Electrical Parade went, but neither are doing anything right now. Well, we got, and, we got uh, some bad luck. The Electrical Parade has, has uh, we've had some technical difficulties a couple times I've been there. So the parade has not run, and I, maybe that is part of it. Cost? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's just really weird. So our last trip, <coughs> you know, people are lining main street like they're waiting for a parade and our kids are like what are they waiting for there is no parade we're like i don't know if they know that well, well your kids are smarter than the other ones there. well they've they're been there a few times so it's just weird there's people lining the street like 
Like they're waiting for a parade. There's no parade coming, guys. There's no parade. So let's go positive now. Positive. That would be positive. my favorite nighttime show, and that's the Star Wars fireworks at the studios, which has changed now a couple times. Mm-hmm. Keep they adding more and more it. to it, and I'm sure even with episode uh, eight coming out, they're going to change it even more throughout 2017. Yeah, they changed it into a lot of projections on the Chinese theater, so not just fireworks, not just music, but also projections. And really, it's one of those that really gets you um, emotionally with the music and the video projection and everything. I, my favorite nighttime show I've seen uh, ever. Uh, best fireworks show I've ever seen. Incredible. So it, it's, it's good. And hopefully they don't do anything silly yeah, with let's, it. Yeah, don't make the same mistake you've done at the other ones. And, and get rid of that because that, that, that if you haven't gone, I know we've talked about this on the show, you need to check out, even if you're a moderate Star Wars fan, it is pretty incredible. And now with Rogue One out, it's just, and, and with the sad news of today, Carrie Fisher, I mean, this is just, this is an incredible show. I wish I was there tonight watching it. Yeah, I... I really enjoyed it, and I think everyone would, even if you just know a little bit about Star Wars. Um, it's a good show. Now, other nighttime entertainment that did not disappear or is not new is still Wishes, Illuminations, and Fantasmic. They're still there plugging along, but the um, projection show at the Magic Kingdom is a little different. They got rid of what they had been doing, and they brought in the one from Tokyo, like Storybook dreams or i can't remember the name of it off the top of my head but it was good um it's a projection show you don't have to be quite as close to see it and i think that's why they brought it in um so that's that projection shows good too we'll also check that one out. On another positive note there we go well um another thing in uh 2016 was of course uh the big one frozen ever after you gotten to do yeah. that yet Yes, I have. I had a fast pass, thank goodness. Um, yeah, it's uh, it is which opened up to over. what was that about four hour, five hour waits when it opened? Four hour, five. This is insane. I mean, there's, I, I, I could sing "Let It Go" and you don't have to wait to watch, but it's better than me singing it. It's really good. Neat animatronics. Um, really good ride system though. It's still Maelstrom. You still um go the exact same course you go up a hill turn backwards go down the hill you know float past stuff but instead of polar bears it's you know olaf and elsa and anna it's finn the gang from frozen it's really good though um would i wait 90 minutes for it no would my daughters maybe so i'm glad we have have a fast pass and I'm, i'm happy that i will be doing that one uh with the family and not waiting in a crazy long line yeah, the Fast Pass was pretty good. And uh, you meet Anna and Elsa at Epcot now. It's in the Norway Pavilion, both Frozen Ever After and their meet and greet. So Epcot got a big boost there by adding that. Added a lot more families to the mix at Epcot. And the other big thing that happened at Epcot this year was the refreshment of Soren. Um, and now it's Soren around the world, no longer Soren over California. So you get the whole world. Uh, and and we've talked about this in previous show. I had to miss it, um, which was a bummer. I know you got to check it out. 
Um, a lot, lot more CGI than it was before. Yeah. I still like it. It's still one of my favorites, but it, it's... I don't know. It's not better than the original. It's not worse than the original. It's just different because it's the whole world. Um, kind of seen the original enough that had already built up some nostalgia for me, I guess, in just five, six years of me seeing it, which is kind of weird to say that I nostalgia for something that's not 20 years old. But I suppose that can happen that quick. The soundtrack's still great. So, and the queue. Um, they have an interactive game. You go to a website on your phone or tablet, and they have travel like trivia about countries. So we learned some stuff while we're waiting in line. So that was cool. Um, they have different teams, and I did a really good job of beating my children. Which good is job, what Dad. I always like to do. Yeah, well, got to rub it in too. Only, only All at right. Disney. There you go. If you yeah. want to pick on your children, uh, beat them in some cell phone challenges. At Epcot. Yep. There we go. All right. All right. All right. Well, you hit up Soaring Around the World. Uh, let's look at um, the early magic mornings and the late night party. Some things that are uh, definitely changing uh, the magic times. And yeah. How late you can go. They added They added some like hard ticket events that were some people thought were crazy expensive. Other people thought they could justify the price. You know, you could get in early and have just three rides open, but you get breakfast, and you know it, it's debatable as to whether it was worth it or not. Um, they did a few of them like September and August, I think, and uh, maybe even into October a little bit. And they did one at Magic Kingdom, and they did one at the studios, and they are coming back in the new year, so they must have been good enough. Um, to bring back for another run. The late night one had a lot more attractions, a lot more hours. It was more than just an hour. Um, it was more like, you know, after the park is closed, it's aimed at those people that want to be there from 2 a.m. to 4 a.m., you know, late, like 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. type of things. And you could do a lot of attractions. They had trouble selling that one. They were offering them... Um, a lot of discounted rates to like APs and DVC members. So they were having trouble with that. But it's coming back with a lower price point. So um, they took their feedback, worked with it, and they're going to try it again. So we'll see how that goes. A lot of people just thought it was crazy. A lot of people were upset that people are getting in the park before them. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we do it or not. Nothing was offered when we were there the last time. We'll see what may be offered the next time we're in a park. Uh, we might check it out. Um, I yeah, might see, be able it doesn't to make sense. I would do something more like that at Disneyland, where you don't yeah. have a good fast pass system. You know, I get the idea of being able True. to go into the park early and, and just even even an hour at California Adventure, you can get a couple of those e tickets done because the two hours after park opens, it's you have to make that decision. What what rides am I going to miss? So it makes sense, uh, you know, on the West Coast, but. To me, with the, with the fast pass system and being able to rope drop, uh, I don't I don't get it as much down in uh, yeah. in Orlando. If you only had one day, I think, and uh, you know, or a short trip, it makes more sense. Or if you're a local and you don't get fast passes sixty days in advance, you know, it's hard to get mine train. You can ride Mine Train and then you know save your fast passes for Space and Thunder 
you don't have to use one on mine train. I don't know. It, it, it was kind of a hot topic for a while. It was one of the, those big news items. Um, but uh, they played out. It didn't really hinder anybody's touring of the parks. didn't seem to have much effect on the rope drop crowd. Like Some people were worried about. And so, hey, if you can do it, go ahead. More power to you. If, if you're not going to do it, I don't think you're missing out on anything amazing. So... Another big news thing, Derek, that happened was the ticket changes. Yep. Oh, yep. The ticket changes. They, yep. You're right. They added tiered ticketing. So ticket price increase, that's not big news. Um, that's kind of like No, that's taxes. like every year it happens. Yeah. So we were trying to avoid the, the news that's every year. This is a year in review of 2016. Ticket prices went up. Well, yeah, so every year before that. But they added tiered. So now not every day costs the same if you're buying a one-day ticket. You got value season and moderate season and peak season. And um, right before the show, Michelle told me that this week, which is peak, if you went for one day to the Magic Kingdom, it costs $19 more for peak season than it does for the regular that's ticket. Just, that's just crazy when ticket. you think about how many people are going to the park and how much money that accumulates. And like this Christmas season, a lot of people go for one day. Yep. Like the, one, it, the family, you know, the locals will go for tickets. one full family. Yep. So yeah, $19, family of four, you know, you're looking at, uh, my math is sketchy, but that's almost $80 if I round up. So it, it's significant, and also like to point out, we're recording this on the 27th of December, and they have not gone into any phase closing of the park at Magic Kingdom for the first time in years. Um, normally, you have a park closure from about 11 to 3, where they're limiting the people coming in to on-property guests only, or people with hoppers that have already been in another park, or people with dining reservations. Um, I, I think you know it's gotten a full closure maybe once or twice, but there has been no closures yet. And we're the week after Christmas. That's a, I've been there when it's been that pack, and there's been closures. So I don't ever want to go, and I don't want to spend nineteen dollars to go there extra to go there. But maybe the nineteen dollars is paying off and keeping some of the crowds distributed elsewhere. That might that's, or keeping some people away. And so you're gonna get more enjoyment for your nineteen dollars. I don't know. You know what? Theories. After after being there, after being there on one of the busiest days, I can say it probably is worth an extra nineteen dollars if it thins out some of those some of those masses amount of people that I sometimes I wonder if they're breaking a handful of fire codes when you're just elbow to elbow, yeah, with a million other people waiting in line for Dumbo. It's just. It's insane. Like, how how can you fit any more people in the park? Yeah, I. So, maybe it's helping. Yeah, maybe it did its job. Maybe well, hopefully, even though they haven't hit a closure, they're making more money, which is what uh, the shareholders yeah, want. Money is so. you know bottom dollar, bottom line. So there you go. Well, speaking of money, Disney made a lot of money in 2016, where people usually kind of think about it. And that is at the box office. Uh, oh, Disney, yeah. Disney made a killing at the box office. I wish I had a total, uh, a full total, but we're talking billions. Uh, oh, no, I do have a total. Two, Almost $3 billion. 
2.7? Yeah. I think, something like that. That is insane. I was seeing if that was overseas or here in the U.S. I didn't, or both. Um, That's both, all all together. And so, we're not quite done yet. A few more days left. I don't think they'll get 300 million in three days. But um, uh, I was looking at it by studio. So, they released 13 movies in 2016, I think. Or no, 13 movies earned money in 2016. They didn't release 13, but... 13 movies had some income in this year in the box office. The second place studio, when you're looking at just studio rankings, so Buena Vista is Disney's studio. That's the parent name for Marvel, Star Wars, Disney live action, Disney animation, Pixar, all released under Buena Vista and a couple others, subsidiaries. So they have 13 movies. Universal is number two this year. Um, Universal usually number one every year they release 33 movies so disney at 13 universal at 33 and they had about 1.7 billion oh so yeah disney, disney was about a year. billion more yeah it was a so ridiculous buying, buying for- marvel buying star lucas films uh, great win for disney yeah shareholders are very happy by with quality the not quantity some people would say that they're just pumping out movies, but the fact that they only have 13 earned box office receipts in the year compared to 33 for Universal, I think it's safe to say they're not just pumping out movies for the sake of pumping out movies. They're pumping out good movies. Well, let, well let's so, go through a couple of the movies. I know we've both seen quite a few of them. There are a lot of good ones. Uh, most of them on the list were, were really well-reviewed on Rotten Tomatoes. and uh, I mean, the biggest one of the year, of course, was Finding Dory. That I think every kid saw. And it's possible in the end, Rogue One's probably going to pass Finding Dory. But Rogue One will go well into January, Mm -hmm. where Finding Dory is, it's done. It's closed. So that got close to 500 or 500 million, which is half a million. That's that's amazing. And and I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Kids enjoyed it. And I think. Dory did well because I think the animation movies that came out after it kind of flopped just a hair. And that really helped Dory stay up in the box office, I think, a little mm-hmm. longer than some other movies had that had some stiffer competition. Well, one of so, my favorite movies of 2016 was Captain America Civil War. Uh, huge Captain America fan of the comics as a kid. So I, you knew I was going to see it opening weekend. But so did everyone else. It did really well. I mean, these Marvel yep. movies, these Avenger movies... Uh, well-reviewed, well-acted, well, you know, just everything's been great about them. And, uh, of course, Captain America Civil War, kind of Avengers 2.5, really. Yeah, uh, it did, really uh, was. Did a little over 400, 400 at the box office, 400,000. And, you know, that had the biggest 400 million, weekend. sorry. 400 million, yeah. Yes, not thousand. That, was that had the biggest opening. It beat out Rogue One for the opening weekend. It had 179 million in its opening. Rogue One's opening was 155 so it's pretty significant difference so captain america pulling his weight for the old company yep uh another I, uh, here's one surprise i thought for 2016 I think this is the surprise i think so two animal movies yeah were big at the box office who would have known jungle book and zootopia and yeah, the animal kingdom 
can't work it out together. No, yeah, Animal Kingdom can't get Rivers of Light going, it but can't. yet, but yet, uh, Disney uh, movie studios Tried can pump out two huge films about animals. Hey, Animal Kingdom, here's two intellectual properties to work with. Oh, you don't want Zootopia? My bad. Our, we're sorry. Sorry, you don't want. Ah, frustrating. Yep. So, and in Zootopia, it was a great film. Uh, it is good that they got the characters out there that you know the kids can at least meet. But like we talked in a previous episode, there's so many places in Animal Kingdom that movie could have went. Uh, the Jungle Book, they did a little bit, uh, but they could have done so much more. But I, I don't it's think so anyone thought that either yeah. of those movies were going to do as well as they did at the box office. They did really good. I mean, Zootopia. Right now, you can meet Nick and Judy, kind of. They're on a float doing the Move It, Shake It, Celebrate It parade at the Magic Kingdom, and that's it. You can't actually get a picture with them. They're just on a float. Put them in Animal Kingdom, let people meet them. Well, but I was yeah, glad they California folks, Adventure, and so we, could, we got to get a good picture. Did you? Mm. See, Disney World needs to get their act together. So, then, so that's 3-4, the animals. Then you get Rogue One. Um, it's currently sitting at $318 million, and that's going to go up a bit. I think it will get up above the four mark. I think it might pass Captain America. Winston. Where do you think it will end up? Rogue One's really going to hit right around where Captain America Civil War is. Um, it came out at the perfect time, honestly, uh, with this mm -hmm. Christmas rush that we just had. It seemed like uh, uh, moviegoers were just all over, hey, Let's go see a movie after we open gifts and go see Rogue One. And uh, with it getting some pretty good reviews, if you haven't listened to our podcast two weeks ago, we did talk about it quite a bit in our Star Wars special. But yeah, I think it's going to end up uh, pretty high up there. It's definitely a win for Lucasfilm and Disney. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it hit all the right spots and it will continue to climb. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it passes Finding Dory um, because January is typically a fairly weak month for movie releases so it should stay strong through january and eventually pass up captain and finding dory to be the number one movie of the year for the for the company but you never know you never know you never know so, well and you also have mona still moana sorry is moana. still in theaters right now doing well we just saw it earlier this week i know you did too great movie uh but um i don't know is there anything you want to talk about that because disney did have a couple misses yeah. They didn't knock them uh, all out of the park this year. Yeah, Moana was good. The soundtrack's awesome. If you haven't listened to the soundtrack, you should. Um, I have You're Welcome stuck in my head on an endless loop. It wormed its way in, and it will not get out. So I have Dwayne Johnson's voice 24 hours a day telling me that he's welcome. Like, you're welcome. Like, he, he made I that movie say for thank me. You. There's, there's no one else that could have played that role better than The Rock. I think Moana, it's, it's not quite getting Frozen numbers. It's a little bit behind Frozen. It's more like Tangled numbers. I think the biggest downfall Moana has had is the title. They named it after the lead female character, like a princess movie, like Snow White, Cinderella. They followed Which that. Which is funny because you'd think Tangled, uh, Frozen. Uh, they I don't know what you're calling this figured one. figured it out. And they went back to their old habits of just mailing it in on the title. I don't know what to call it. Um, you could have named it Maui. All the little boys would have went. The girls still would have went. But you have, I hear parents say, oh, my son's not going to want to see a princess movie. Well, it very clearly 
is not a princess movie. Mm-hmm. She states that several times that she's not a princess. However, she has an animal sidekick, so that my, well, that's one of my favorite lines in the whole yeah. movie. Yeah, if you haven't it seen it? Go check it out. A lot but, of really funny lines. But Disney did have a couple misses in the film, so yes, we can't be all positive. Let's talk about a couple. The swing and the miss. I Would know- you count? Alice through the looking glass as a miss. Yes, with that kind of cast, their their budget was huge. Yeah, their yeah, budget. Was they, huge. they didn't. So, yeah, they didn't make budget. Spot. It was definitely a swing and a miss. It was. Uh, it was the sequel that no one really asked for, except maybe Johnny Depp. Yeah, and Tim Burton. Right. They, they just wanted to play together, and I had the chance to see it on our cruise, and we chose not to. So that kind of shows you where we're at on the love for that one. Um, Pete's Dragon. Brought in $76 million. I, I don't think the budget was too huge for that, but still not in the numbers they're looking for because that would have been comparable to Cinderella the year before, right? And Cinderella made $201 million. Mm, Peace Dragon made They're just remaking all the animated classics. So, And then um, the BFG, my daughter loved it. I fell asleep. So that's my review. There we go. That's uh, that's about so. Thank you for that. Now I know what I don't need to watch. Mm-hmm. So and but, then uh, the last three on the list, um, I'm not even sure what they are. Uh, w- one of them is a documentary. I'll have to go back to the list. There's the finest hours, the light between oceans. Yeah, the light between oceans is one of the uh, the documentaries, I believe. Okay, and then the Queen of Kati. I think I'm mispronouncing that. That's the chess movie. But, uh, yeah. It was a good year at the box office. They gave mm-hmm. us lots to watch and enjoy. Um, yeah. And I, evidently, my movie tastes line up with America's because the ones that did really well at the box office, I liked. The ones that were kind of the misses, yeah, I took a nap. Well, there we go. Well, you know what? This is a good transition to how we're going to finish out the show because there are some good movies coming out in 2017 that I'm already excited for. So let's talk not just movies, but let's definitely include some. What are some of the highlights you're looking for? Some New Year's resolutions for Disney in 2017. All right. Well, my Disney New Year's resolution is to make sure I eat more Dole Whip. There you go. Um, I'm sure you can do that. So 2016 in a nutshell, so we got an annual pass in November, right? We were planning on getting our annual pass in January, and we were looking at it and being like, there's really not much going on in 2016 that we need to make multiple trips. You know, Frozen and Soren opened, and other than that, stuff closed. So we waited. So we're hoping for 2017 that, Avatar will open while we still have our AP. Rivers of Light will happen. We got some high hopes for 2017. Um, we're really looking forward to our Wonder Cruise to Alaska. Um, that's another Disney resolution for us. Personally, we're going to try to take advantage of our AP as much as we can and go to the parks as much as we can. And While we're there, stop and smell the roses a little bit. Um, Sounds good, and and of course, a lot of reviews and a lot of wisdom from both you and your wife on, you always make my vacation planning so much easier because we're looking forward to uh, our cruise and our uh, trip in February to go to all the parks uh, and hopefully get down there again later in the fall. Uh, I know we've talked about doing um, 
eventually doing, you know, a Mickey's either Christmas or Halloween next year would be a lot of fun. Our kids are at the perfect age for that. So mm -hmm. that's on the bucket list agenda. I know uh, most of all, I'm looking forward to Star Wars Episode Eight and hopefully finding out who Ray's dad is. Yeah. Uh, but I think uh, the other big movie will be Beauty and the Beast. I have to mention that for my oh, wife, yeah. who uh, is going to go huge. probably three times. Um, but yeah, that just they're they're going to have another good year at the box office, I'm sure. Um, and and you know, I'm blanking on what Pixar's releasing this year. Oh, it's Pixar. It's, it's not Cars Three. Is it the the Day of the Dead movie, Coco? Day of the right? Dead is that the and Cars Three? Is Cars right? Three this yeah. twenty seventeen or twenty eight? May is. I think it is. Yeah, they had a trailer. I saw the trailer. It was very dark. So I mean, no matter what Pixar releases, will um, of course be. Good. Alden leaned over and asked me, "Is Lightning McQueen dead?" I'm like I don't know. I just don't know. From that trailer, he might be. Yeah, we'll, I don't know. Alden, we'll find. I have. I have yeah. a fear it's going to be too much like the first movie with Lightning being. Doc's role, but we shall see. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think I think I'm excited to hopefully have Avatar open up. I'm excited that Rivers of Light will eventually maybe make it, and it will be hopefully okay. Uh, really excited to see. Hopefully they get the um, go out west, and they get the Guardians of the Galaxy ride flipped pretty quick. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Oh yeah, and that would yeah. Baby Groot. That's the big Marvel release this year. And uh, all right, my kids are excited for it as well. Um, yeah, Baby Groot at the whole game. It's going to be a good year uh, for films, for the parks. I, I'm really excited for 2017. And after all the celebs and everyone uh, has been really against 2016, I'm ready to start fresh with a new year. Yeah, it's time. So. Happy New Year. Happy New and Year to you as well. And Happy New Year to everyone listening. Huh? Yeah, and, and just, you know what? Thank you for listening to Rope Drop Radio for uh, the, for 2016. was The year Rope Drop Radio went live on the podcasting Biggest airwaves. News. Biggest right news of them all. And uh, to 2017, hopefully get more listeners, more, you know, get to help you guys plan your trips, have a lot more fun. We love your feedback, so keep sending it to us. And, uh... We're here for you guys, so any questions, we'll answer to the best of our ability. If you have any questions about trips, uh, the Rope Drop Queen will hook you up with everything you need to know, at, you know, the, the right prices, and, uh, you know, Doug, is there anything else for 2017? Well, 2017, looking forward to more interaction with people. The Disney community is a great community, so, yeah, feel free to tweet and Facebook everything with us um this is fun to be part of the disney community and that's what i look forward to probably the most in 2017 is that growing along with our show um it's a lot of fun we enjoy doing it and uh it's really fun interacting with our listeners so thank you thank and you and happy new year. year be safe out there and um you know what like us on facebook and twitter and once again most of all thank you so much for listening to rope drop radio happy new year